man cave. A sanctuary. A sacred place. A place where we can go talk about the things we want to talk about. A place where we're surrounded by our favorite teams. A place where everyone is welcome. Grab a seat and a beverage. This is the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. What up, peeps? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Dan Casper here. It's been a bit since we've we've done an episode. Life's been crazy. Life's been crazy. We got to get going here and and do a couple episodes a week. Got lots to be catching up on, especially in the sports world right now. And other stuff going on here, but uh, I, I gotta talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I think the last episode that we that we did was kind of me venting about the the situation. So it's man, has it been at least three weeks since we did an episode? Holy cow! Shit, I gotta get going. Start pumping out two of these a week. Um, but yesterday, last night, we, we finally uh, heard a little bit from, from A-Raj when he was with Kenny Main on ESPN for, for Kenny Main's last uh, last episode. And, uh, you know, credit to, to, to Kenny. I mean, he tried to, to get more out of A-Raj, but the, the bit that did come out with, with Aaron Rodgers, where he talks about people, and he talks about philosophy, and and the philosophical approach to, I guess, what's going on at twelve sixty five Lombardi Avenue. Um, so I've I've got kind of a, a a crazy hypothesis, I guess you can call it, if that's what you want to call it. But I'll just tell you now. That my gut, and I, and I don't know anybody. I don't. I don't have any inside information. Everything out there is, is speculation, even from all the insiders, quote unquote, and, uh, and and some of the national peeps out there. It's all speculation. So we can all, you know, have have our own gut instinct or or speculation on this, if you will. So my gut instinct. This is this is kind of kind of what I I feel like. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is playing a little bit of like a like a Robin Hood type of role. And I don't you know I use that example on on, on my radio show and the, the more I thought about it, I don't know if I like that example because I don't think that really, you know, he's not like Robin from the rich and and given to the poor or anything like that. But I feel like he's trying to be a guy that is changing the way how the business in Football is being done, and what I mean by that is that I feel like he feels like that there's, you know, maybe stuff either whether it's just his organization, whether it's just the Packers, or 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 in general or across the league. I feel like he feels like it's it's not trending in the right direction, and it could be mostly toward geared towards Green Bay, but he feels like it's whatever that you know is bothering him whatever has got him upset he feels like he has the ability he feels like he has the uh, platform to potentially change 
some of that stuff, or at least he's going to try. Because if I mean, and, and he understands his stature. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's an MVP for crying out loud. One of the best, and maybe in some people's eyes, the best to to play in Green Bay. One of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. Easily one of the most talented ones. So I feel like you know he kind of views. This is again. This is just my hypothesis, and I'm trying to talk it out here a little bit. But I feel like he knows if if there's anybody that can get something to change, or you know to to kind of change an approach and and how stuff is done, it's a guy like him. It's not going to be a guy like you know a third string wide receiver, uh, or you know anybody else on that team. To to be honest with you. If there was a player that could, you know, maybe change the way things are done in Green Bay, it's Aaron Rodgers, and I think he knows that. So I think that's where he's trying to use his leverage, use what, you know, what he's got, his stature, his his platform to, to I guess, affect change. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to sound so, you know, dramatic or anything like that but I feel like that's again it's just my hypothesis that you know if if there is stuff that's really bothering him obviously there is you know whether it's you know does he you know whether it's he thinks Green Bay is becoming too corporate and and you know not paying attention to to the people within the building or not giving them the amount of respect that they're due and you know they're just kind of like Maybe he feels like Green Bay is turning into, you know, all right, it's 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 all a business thing, and and that that's what we're focused on first instead of, um, you know, recognizing the the people. I believe that's what Aaron is trying to say. So Aaron is going to try to change that, and if there is a player that can change that, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. So he's, you know, going out there and trying. If there was a guy that could do it, it'd be a Rodgers on this team. You know what I'm trying to get at? So. That's that. That's just kind of my hypothesis. I still feel like Aaron is going to be the quarterback in Green Bay when it's all said and done. Um, you know, I don't think he'll be at any of the OTAs. He hasn't shown up. I don't think he's going to be planning on doing any of the mini camps or anything like that. You go back to last year, Aaron was a big, uh, uh, a big, a, a person who was very vocal about not liking the new collective bargaining agreement. He was vocal about it. And another thing that he was vocal about was the fact that, or I should say, was that he was a proponent of not having any off-season work starting until August, instead of you know having these mini camps and OTAs leading up to it. It was pretty much just like jumping into training camp right away, and which isn't a big surprise. I mean, if you've heard Aaron Rodgers' comments throughout the years, he's talked about how preseason is pointless and. You know, you get more to practice and such, and and I feel like honestly, after last year with no preseason games and and some of the limited practice, you know, there's probably a lot of teams and or I should say a lot of players that are going to point to that and see, look, we don't need all this practice. Healthy and and refreshed is the is the way to go. So, I think this all kind of factors into it. Is that Aaron sees stuff that he doesn't like, and perhaps a lot of the players on the team have noticed and and don't like either he's standing up for the players he's standing up for the little people if you will within that organization within that within that building 
you know, he feels like it's it's trending in the wrong direction and, and not taking care of their players or people, if you will. Well, if there's a guy that can, you know, make the, the team or the organization kind of stop and take a look around and, and maybe even change some of that stuff, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's using his platform. He's using his leverage. That That's just my hypothesis with everything. Because he hasn't gone out and demanded a trade. He, he could have done that last night. He could have done that with Kenny Maine. He could have literally said, I want out. I'm not coming back. I love everybody. You know, I, I love my coaches, teammates, and fans in Green Bay, but I, I do not want to come back. He could have said that. He didn't. Now, he could have said, I want to stay, but then he loses leverage, too. You know, he, he loses a little bit of that. That's just my guess. It, it could be completely wrong, but that's kind of what, I don't know, that's, that's kind of the feeling I'm getting. That, you know, we, we've had players hold out all the time. We, we've had players, you know, voice their frustrations or, or be disgruntled. And, and nothing has really ever been done to a, a, a you know, it, it, I mean, players have gotten new contracts and, and that sort of stuff. But I feel like if it was all over a contract, Aaron would have it done now. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if he still gets a new contract to to secure his future. But I feel like Aaron almost is like looking at a bigger picture here. Now, I don't know what could be said or what could be done to, you know, to like say, Hey, we'll listen to you more. You know, we'll, we'll value our players more. Well, how do you prove that? You know what I mean? How do you prove that? So maybe it's just, you know, this was step one talking with, with Kenny Manning, kind of throwing it out there and, and, and kind of telling the world, Hey, this is what's going on. Kind of embarrassing green Bay. No doubt about it. But putting the problem out there, he kind of tossed the ball back to Green Bay. So what he did last night. I, I mean, I didn't come away learning any groundbreaking info or anything. The only thing I took away from it is that he feels that there's issues going on in the organization where he believes that the that that players aren't being treated fairly, whether it's just within his team or or maybe it's it's across the league. I don't know, but. I just feel like Aaron feels like if there's an opportunity for this to change, if there's an opportunity for players to maybe kind of dictate their their future more and put their future in their hands more, well, a guy who can kind of do that and maybe change that going forward would be Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm getting? You know what I mean? So, and, and he can say it's not about Jordan Love, and 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 I don't think it is about Jordan Love as the person. But it is about Jordan Love, the draft pick. You know, he said last night it's not about Jordan Love, it's not about the draft pick. He, It is about the pick. I mean, if Green Bay doesn't draft a quarterback, this ain't happening. We know this ain't happening. We're not stupid. So it could be a, not about Jordan Love as the person, but as a draft pick, of course it is. Of course it is. I mean, Aaron has been talking about, you know, how many years of, you know, seeing some of his teammates go and, and being released, Jordy, John Kuhn, James Jones, some you know, throw Charles Woodson in there and you know, Whitewater kid, Jay Kumaro. Aaron probably wants more control on the player side of things. He wants more control on the player side of things, which is a little bit ironic if if you think about it, because well, how did he get the starting job? It was by the Packers giving him the job and not letting Favre come back 
Now, again, obviously different uh, different general manager at that time with, with Ted Thompson and such. So I don't know. That's that's just my hypothesis on, on everything. I still feel like when it's all said and done, he's going to be on the field. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of comparisons going around, and, and I'm bringing this up because I'm sitting in my main cave doing this doing this podcast, and, and looking back at me is the Jordan Wingspan poster, you know, where he's got it stretched out. It's like, what, five feet tall or six feet, whatever it is. Um, you know, and, and with the Last Dance documentary that aired last year. And, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of stuff has been coming out, you know, Jerry Krause, Brian Gutekunst and, and and all that, and with Aaron Rodgers and, and his intensity, Michael Jordan and his intensity, and you know people are starting to draw some comparisons. Last Dance, Packers, Rodgers, Bulls, and and all that. I, to me, though, the main difference in this thing is that <sighs> Jordan still went out and played. You know, Jordan didn't hide his. Um, angst or his frustration with Krause. He didn't hide it. I mean, he, he talked about it. He insinuated it to the media. But he still went out there and played. Still went out there and won. And he won championships. You know, so I just wonder, like, with, with that last dance, that last season, can you imagine if, like, Twitter, Facebook social media and, and that stuff was going on, what it would have been like. It probably would have been worse, and, and maybe the situation wouldn't have unfolded like it did, and, and maybe more stuff's coming out. You know, Pippen wanted out. Um, you know, more drama would have came out. More, um, you know, maybe they don't win that championship because so much drama's out there. I don't know. I, I think, you know, social media really highlights a lot of stuff and and exposes a lot of stuff, whether it's right or wrong. But when I look at this thing, and right now, I mean, the, the main thing is even, you know, if Jordan had, shouldn't have, it shouldn't say if he did, but, I mean, with, with all the stuff that was going on with, with the Bulls and the last dance, Jordan still played. Jordan still showed up. Pippen held up for a while there. Jordan called him selfish. That's the difference right now. It could be different um, in a couple weeks, a few weeks, or when training camp starts in a couple months. When, when Aaron shows up. But that to me right now is the is the big difference. Jordan showed up. So I'm I'm not I'm, and, and that could change. You know, I'm not taking a lot from him not from Aaron not showing up at, at OTAs or anything, especially knowing that last year he was, you know, a big proponent of not starting anything until training camp around August. So uh, yeah, he loses out on five hundred thousand dollars and such, but let's be honest, that's that's not really a whole lot compared to Aaron Rodgers. Does it mean something because he's been there every single year? Yeah, it does. Guy likes guy preaches practice on that. But at this stage of the game, at this stage in his career, I don't think it does. So that's just my hypothesis on everything. That's just how I feel. I can be completely wrong, but I feel like Aaron, you know, he sees something he doesn't like or maybe the players have talked about in the locker room of, of a trend going on. And if there's a player that can do something about it or, or try to enact change, it's Aaron Rodgers without being, you know, really ridiculed or even like the threat of losing his job or anything like that. So that's that's just my hypothesis on everything. 
Before we get to our next segment here, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Twisted Tea. I love that stuff, Twisted Tea. I'm a big iced tea guy anyways. You know, I've got the instant iced tea in the pantry. That's kind of my go-to beverage and such. But when it comes to tailgating or or in the backyard, sitting in the back porch, uh, with, with summer right around the corner, nothing quenches my thirst like a Twisted Tea, especially the man cans. You know, those big ones right there, just getting them out of the cooler, ice cold twisted tea now they've got a bunch of different flavors i'm a big like uh the 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 arnold palmer type the the 50 50 lemonade and and uh the iced tea that's my favorite one right now you know they got the raspberry they got the original and, and a bunch of different flavors for you to try out but this summer when it's getting hot getting a little warm and you're sitting in the back porch you're doing some grill outs or you know you're doing some tailgating for for some baseball games Grab a twisted tea. It's going to go down a lot smoother and it's going to cool you down and it tastes great as well. All right, we're going to end this episode of the Man Cave podcast with the NBA playoffs going on right now. I'm not sure how many of you listening to the podcast are big basketball fans, but um, I got a vent about something. It's about a player, and that's LeBron James. LeBron James is one of the best players who ever played the game of basketball. There's no arguing about it. But what bothers me about LeBron James is that not only is he one of the best players to ever play the game of basketball, he's one of the you know most freakish athletes to to grace this earth of ours. I mean, he's a big dude out there, but the guy has an issue. With over-dramatizing fouls. I mean, we've, we've seen it for like the last couple of games here. How much he embellishes fouls. I mean, this for a guy who's what, 6'8", 6'9", 225? A guy who could be playing tight end football? I mean, for crying out loud, he, he toyed with the idea of playing football. And, and he's going out there and flopping. Looking like a fish on a basketball court. It's ridiculous. What kind of message does that send to to younger fans when they go out and try to emulate some of their favorite players? Kids are watching. These young players, these, these young students of the game are watching and emulating. I emulated my player, favorite players. You you emulate you emulate their moves on the court. When if if you're a basketball fan and, and you're playing basketball, you're emulating people's moves. Kobe, Jordan, Shaq, you know that was kind of my heyday. Penny Hardaway, those were those were my two. That's who you're copying. People are copying Steph Curry with the three pointers in transition. People are copying LeBron James. And now you, you got you know the, these people, the, these youngsters, watching this and. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you go to like a a youth basketball tournament, youth basketball game, and and seeing youngsters over exaggerating fouls or or trying to get a foul call. It's ridiculous for a guy of LeBron James's stature, his physique, his his career to be doing this. It's awful for the game. It's, it's crappy to watch. I hate it every time I see it. I mean, 
there were t- you had guys like Kobe Bryant, okay? And I wasn't the biggest Kobe Bryant fan when he played, but I, you know what? Just, you know, when you don't know what you got until it's gone at that point. And you got Kobe Bryant, like, dude tears his Achilles, and he's still out there shooting free throws. You got Jordan, who's sicker than a dog. He's playing in a playoff game. You've got guys that, you know, if they're banged up a little bit, they ain't showing it. But the, Or, you know, if it's pretty evident, they're still going out there and giving it all. Scottie Pippen in the in that final series against the Jazz. Back problems. Going out there. Trying to do it. But then you got LeBron James, who's one of the biggest freakish athletes out there. And gets touched a little bit. Flopping. 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 Like a flopping crappie on a boat deck. It's ridiculous. It sucks. And I don't know what the NBA can do about it. I know they've tried to do, you know, fouls and and uh, fines and all that sort of stuff. But for all the issues that the NBA has, I mean, I used to be a huge NBA guy. Loved it. Th- this flopping thing is getting ridiculous. For as big as LeBron is, there's no way he could play in the bad boy Detroit Pistons era. No way. He'd cry too much. Yes, I'm calling LeBron out. The dude is one of the best NBA players of all time. I am not knocking his talent. But the thing that's always going to bug me, and I think he's a tough dude, but the thing that's always going to bug me is this flopping crap that he's doing. Is this complaining crap that he's doing. Just, I just, I I don't know what else to say about it. It frustrates the crap out of me, and I know it frustrates a lot of people too, watching the game, watching the best player in the game, one of the best players to ever do it. Doing this flopping crap. Jordan never did that. Bird never did that. Kobe never did that. It's a disgrace to the game. It's a disgrace for youngsters to watch that. Because now it's given them the right, in their minds, to complain about foul calls to to officials. It sets a bad example. And it taints the game. And that's why I think a lot of people, you know, I know ratings and such are still solid. I mean, nothing will beat the NFL when you compare it and that such. But it, it makes me want to turn the game off. And it does a lot of times. I'll be honest with you. It does. Because I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of seeing this flopping crap. Trying to gain an edge of, of foul calls. Especially when you're a dude built like LeBron James. Give me a break. Give me a break. It's ridiculous. All right, that's going to do it for this uh, for this week's episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Maybe I'll do another one this week, later on this week. I got to get in the habit of doing two more. All right, I got to get in the habit of doing two more. But uh, big thanks to Twisted T again for uh, helping us bring the, the Man Cave Podcast to all of you all. Uh, until next time, we'll chat with you. The, chat, chat with you again. See, I can't even spit it out. Be good, be well, be healthy, be safe, be kind. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Now, if you want the music edition, you have to be subscribing on Spotify. If you don't care about the music, well, you can find us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, even Spotify as well. 
And don't forget to rate the podcast, too. That way other fans or other listeners can find this podcast. Just make it a good rating. I'm Dan Casper, and that's been another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Thank you.